Hello and welcome to Casting Call, the show that takes all your favourite movies, TV shows, books and video games and recasts them to work in a live action interpretation. I'm your host Alex Robson and joining me as always is my co-host Will Robson and today we are going to be recasting Ghostbusters as a modern day film. You ready to do this? <laughs> oh yeah, you always do the music for every single film. That's a nice little segue, actually. Do I? Yeah, you've done that for every single episode so far. Um, well, so- it's a bit late as I'm putting up my Christmas tree today, but I guess we'll talk <laughs> yeah, about we it. are a bit late. We missed the Halloween date, but oh well. Um, all right, so first and always, the question that we go over is: What do you love most about the film Ghostbusters? Um, I'm not a huge fan of the first one. Uh, I love the second one. I think the second one is the stronger film. But I just enjoy the universe. I mean, 80s New York is always fascinating. Mm -hmm. And the music is great. The costumes are great. Uh, I think, personally, I know people will kill me for this, but I think the comedy is a bit dated. Um, But uh, it's an interesting universe. And, yeah, I think the second one is really, really good. The first one, if you watch it again, it takes a long time to get going. You're like, oh, my God, be the Ghostbusters already. (laughs) And also, there's a lot of, like... Uh, creepy like mate like back away from this lady like you're trying way too much like this is like borderline like stalkerish <laughs> I think it's um, it definitely like, eh, that was the 80s yeah it definitely has its moments that are dated and you're right some of the the Venkman like sexual innuendos and stuff are like whoa buddy like chill out but overall I think that what I love the most besides all the things you did list that you liked I love the concept the most and that's why it spawned like there was video games there was cartoon series there was a couple cartoon series actually they're just the concept of being a ghostbuster is just so cool i mean even our dad combined jurassic park which is the last episode we did with ghostbusters and created dino busters as a story for us as kids because the concepts of both we were so in love with as kids and yeah. I remember having the proton pack and the gun and the costumes. And I thought Slimer was one of the coolest ghosts I've ever seen. Like you basically you own a Slimer because your dog is basically Slimer. <laughs> like <laughs> I just think that Slimer's adorable and funny. And like in the cartoon, he made a great sidekick and all that stuff. Um, and also the the ghosts, like even though it's comedy and all that, some of the ghosts scared the shit out of me as a kid yeah. in this movie. Like yep. the one in the library at the beginning of the first film where it's just floating there. Two then, brothers as well. And the two brothers in the second one. Yeah. And I mean, we, we watched uh, both one and two recently and I used to get scared of um, whatever his name is, dressing up as a maid and stealing the baby with a carriage floating. And <laughs> upon revisit, it is the lamest scene I've ever seen. Yeah, it's not scary. It, it's all. not but scary. It's like, ah, scary ground. Do you think that kicked off why you're afraid of old women ghosts? Ooh, yeah, but he's not in a veil, though. No. But, because it's the veil. On a side note, I was rewatching The Crown, and when uh, the Queen becomes the Queen... At the funeral of her father, her her mother, like the uh, not the not her mother, the king's mother, mm. who's an old lady, was in a black dress and a black veil, and like she looked really creepy, and she like bows to like her at one point, and I was like, I bet if you saw that, you'd be like, I don't like this 
one bit. Oh, I, well, I have watched that season. I don't remember that. I'm glad I don't remember that because, yeah, on a side note, listeners, old women in black veils and like old Victorian clothing scares the shit out of me. Like the woman in yeah. black, the woman in black is not that scary. But to me, I was petrified because yeah. of And that. I hate little, little children, little girl ghosts. And yeah. This Halloween at my door, every time the doorbell rang, I have a porch light on and it just like, I couldn't like, and you know, I have one of those windows where you can't see fully through. Yeah. It just shapes. And, uh, it was just like, and they all had makeup on. So all I saw was at the door was just like eyes, like black sunken eyes and like oh. white skin. Like ding dong. And I, I knew I was going to open the door. They weren't going to be there. And I was going to be like, ah! <laughs> anyway, speaking of ghosts. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, bust them. Okay, so just to go over the rules for any new listeners, both of us have come equipped with our casting choices for Ghostbusters. We will go one character at a a time and decide who has the better casting choice. If we don't agree, then there is a redemption round at the end where we have a chance to offer one more casting choice each. The goal is to recast the best possible film here. So we may debate, but we never argue. And so far, we haven't been like, I completely disagree with you, and this is a horrible film now. we have. But. Yeah, but at the end, we have reconciled to a point where we're like, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. All right, let's go. Because we're big time producers in Hollywood, obviously, and we're making yeah. all the movies. OK, so as always, let's start with the director, shall we? Which we've been doing before we go into the cast. I'll let you go first. In a Monday interpretation of Ghostbusters, who would you want as the director for this film? Well, you need a director that can handle um, comedy. Yep. But also horror, um, because I think Ghostbusters, like like we said, there's slight horror stuff. Like in number two, you know, when they're walking through the tunnel and then suddenly there's severed heads on spikes. Like, you need that stuff in Ghostbusters. It's it needs true. to be spooky. Mm. I think, I mean, you and I actually both enjoyed the most recent Ghostbusters movie, even though everyone hates it. Yeah, it was we a had, fun ride. It, it was, was fun, but it, what it was missing was, was a bit of spookiness, because yeah. the ghosts in it were yeah. not spooky. Yet. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a horror. It was just a comedy. Yeah, it was just a fun popcorn movie. Yeah. But um, so you need horror, you need comedy, and you need a little bit of, not action, but you need like a, a bit of style in there as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why my choice is Edgar Wright as director. That's a pretty good choice, actually. Because you think of Shaun of the Dead, it's got those horror, ele- horror yeah. elements, but the comedy, it's all well balanced where you're like, I'm laughing, but I'm scared. And that's like what I think Ghostbusters needs to be. And also with the, his amazing, you know, d- directorial style, it'd be interesting to see action scenes and like grabbing like the proton belts with the quick zoom ins and oh, stuff. Oh, the quick cuts. And then like picking up the phone. Hello, what? we got one. Like, oh, it'd be amazing. With the oh, quick dude. Oh, my God. You Sometimes you throw it at me, and I'm like, that's almost <clears> an <throat> obvious choice. Um, all right, so I support that decision. I think that's very uh, that's very true. I just watched Hot Fuzz last night as well. So, you know, seeing a team of policemen with guns and all the quick cuts with those sequences, that, mm. that works really well. Um, okay, well, I'm still going to offer up because uh, for some similar reasons, you need someone that can do comedy really well. And get that fine balance, but also someone that has, once again, their own style and their own look and can really... You're ba- making all the points that I made, but it's going to be someone else, right? But the, the, the horror element <clears throat> that you've listed is not there, which is okay. which is obviously a factor, but not a complete disruption because he's a very good director. So I'm talking about Adam McKay. 
who has directed films like Anchorman or the Talladega Nights movie, uh, Step Brothers. So all these great funny films, but then more recently has done Vice, The Big yeah, Short. Now this is this is why I'd, I'd argue against you because he's definitely moved away from comedy and he's trying to do more of a you know the serious side of filmmaking now. Yeah, but maybe something like Ghostbusters Especially will bring with, him back uh, in. That Vice Vice movie. Yeah, but it's got such a cool stylized look that I think he's an amazing director, and that would. It, really... It's a great choice because I I do like him as a director, and I know he I know he could do all that stuff. But I think you know what I'm not even going to um, let you lead to it because it is just the the best choice. Your point about horror and the quick cuts and that stylized and everything I have, except for you got that horror element. I'm gonna give it to you, man. I think. I mean, All right. you know. Well, I tell you what. I if if I didn't choose Edgar Wright, I think Adam McKay is a great choice. Yeah, it is a great choice. But Edgar Wright has that edge that I think Ghostbusters really needs. Yeah. And Edgar Wright also knows how to bring people together. Think of a car ch- car chase with the um, Ghostbusters car in oh, yeah. the style of uh, his what's his movie baby driver oh yeah that's true of course he does things like that that would be amazing or even in hot fuzz because that car chase and where you've got nick frost going bang bang as he's shooting the gun (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so yeah that's uh, and he knows how to balance you know people like simon pegg and nick frost um their relationship on screen is so good and it's not only because of edgar wright but definitely a contribution for sure and I think he'll really help with the team. So I'll definitely give you that one um, off the bat. Uh, I like Edgar Wright directing it. That's cool. a really good choice. Okay, um, did you cast a composer for this film? I cast a musician for the film to do Ghostbuster music. Oh, actually, did I do the same thing? Yes, I did. So, yeah, I don't have a composer for once. Um and the score is very good for Ghostbusters, and I know lots about what happened to it, but I won't go into that. So I'll go first, if that's all right, as you went first last yep. time. My pop singer choice to sing the new version of the very popular Ghostbusters theme mm-hmm. is Mark Ronson, who did Uptown Funk. Um, well, the singer of that is Bruno Mars. Yes, but okay, so the person that wrote it, but yes, Bruno Mars then as well. Mark Ronson, Bruno Mars, like writing... Well, my choice is Bruno Mars. Hey! <laughs> it makes the most sense, doesn't it? I, I don't love a lot of modern day music, but I love Bruno Mars because he is today's like Michael Jackson or just like he's the pop icon. Like he produced some fucking fat danceable tunes and they also fat. have did all this you, funk to them heard, as well hang on hang on i haven't heard fat you did you do phat there oh yes i brought back the phat wow. baby oh my god i haven't heard that word in so long all right so <laughs> continue about the fat beats well it's just because he can produce good dance songs but also it's he you know a lot of his stuff is just funky and singable he's got a great voice um and you could just see the music video of him doing a dance routine mm-hmm. with the Ghostbusters in the background and stuff like that. It'd be amazing. It's just that, like, uh, in Uptown Funk, that boat. Boat, boat, do 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 And you just hear, like, you can just kind of go. Yeah, but even, like, for instance, like, the thing about I like about him as well is he does a lot of 80s throwback in his music. There's yes. a recent song he had with, um... Is like, he, like, like, a modern-day uh, prince? 
he's Prince. He's all of those people. But he, you know, um, it's like Batman. Yes, that song like the "I Am Dripping in Furnace." It don't make much sense, which is like a big '90s like throwback and stuff like. And and like I think he'd fucking knock it out. And I'd like to hear him not just sing the fucking Ghostbusters song. Do his own thing. Do his own thing. Yeah. I mean, you've got to have that rhythm to an extent, right? Because it's so iconic that that beat. You can't not have. I think he should do his own song, and then in the middle of it, have a breakdown of the. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. All right, buddy. Well, we align ourselves on that one so that we don't even have to debate that. Well, now it's going to get tough because as we discussed. Our choices for all the Ghostbusters rely on the other uh, choices of our Ghostbusters because the whole point is they have to be a team. They have to work together. They have to bounce off of each other. And if you choose the wrong comedians to be together, some people just don't shine that usually would. And it's, it's different. I know, but we can't, we can't say it's going to be all of one person's choices or nothing. Well, we'll just have to see how we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And hopefully a blend of our choices. If we think someone's choice is better than, you know, our own, hopefully that blend will still work, but we'll see how we go. And I have quite a few choices for a lot of characters in this. So hopefully even in a redemption, my Egon is a long bit. Uh, is my Egon? Yeah, my Egon's. There's quite a few people in there. Um, I've got quite a few people for Ray and for Venkman as well. All right, so we'll kick off then with Ray. So Dan Aykroyd's character, yeah, Ray Stance. Who is your number one casting choice for Ray Stance? You need someone that, like, he's an interesting character because he is so many different things. He's a bit nerdy, but he's not a nerd. Mm. Like he's he's a scientist, but he fucking has cigarettes hanging out of his mouth, mm-hmm. and he's um, also gets a bit spooked by stuff. And he also sometimes comes off as a bit of an idiot, but he's really smart. It's an interesting yeah, character. and also gets super excited at points, like when they first go into the firehouse, and he's just yes, like gets very excited yeah, over stuff. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so all of your things you're saying work so well for my choice. So go on then. Um, and this, this actually is this, his character is my, is my hardest choice. Like I, I really struggled with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only had two choices and I'm looking at my choice now and I don't, I don't love it, but apparently I chose Seth Rogen as my choice. Oh no, no. And you please beat me because I'm looking at that now. And I'm like, that's a terrible choice. So, okay. so for everything you said, right. It, He's a scientist, and he's a bit of a nerd, but not a super nerd. He gets excitable like a kid, and also a bit goofy like when he's getting the blowjob from the ghost. And, oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, but also, you know, he's he's just the way he works with Egon and, like, you know, what should we order tonight? Pizza? Chinese? You know, like all of that stuff, yeah? And to me, I felt like I was watching a little, a, a slightly smarter version of Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover. And I chose Zach Galifianakis because I can see Galifianakis being the more of the nerdier science type, and you're looking at the Two Ferns film, also getting super excited about, like, they've got a firehouse and it's got a pole and he's, like, running around. The blowjob from the ghost, him seeing Slimer for the first time, and he'd be like, actual physical contact! And he's, like, collecting the samples. He gets excited. He's, like, a kind of like the kid of the Ghostbusters. I mean, I'll let you have it for now, but we'll wait till Redemption round, because I'm not in love with that one. Oh, and I can see him in the outfit as Ray and with the goggles as well, like those um, night vision goggles. He's 
I think Galifianakis is perfect for that role. Well, I'll let you have this round because my choice is terrible. Because again, we made I I made this list the fifth of October, so it's been a while since I've even looked at it. Okay, well we'll go with Galifianakis for now, and then you can try and defend it with another choice in the redemption round. Yeah, I've got I've got one more choice which I think is pretty good. Okay, which I should I should have just said, but it doesn't matter. All right, next choice I'll go first is Peter Venkman, obviously the the ladies' man of the group, and um, definitely even though as you said can be uh, quite over the top in some scenes for the 80s but he is uh the one that is least scientific in a way um and he's got charm and charisma also got a you know a bit of an attitude with uh some people but he just always seems like he's disinterested in any situation he's in yeah but when he's in those situations he has the most fun in them as well like he makes the most of them and has the most fun and my choice for Peter Venkman, because of all of those, is Robert Downey Jr. Well, that's a really, really good choice. I can see him at the beginning with those um, those cards and be like, when the guy's like, it's so... Oh, my God. And that's a like, great choice. He's like, I'm sorry. but And then he shocks him. And I can see him going into Dana's apartment. And he's like, that's right, boys. It's Venkman, and he plays on the piano. He's like, they hate this as he's doing like those key things. I wow, just... well, you've you've sold me, bud. You've completely sold me. Okay, brilliant. So... That's an excellent choice. Okay, great. That's awesome. And yeah, I, now that you said that, I just can see the similarities between the two, and the constantly pushing like to try and woman, women's affection. Yeah, and the disinterest in being in places. Like, yeah, you've sold me, bud. Well done. Okay, <laughs> well, who did you choose? Just out of interest, uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, see, so I originally had that because I was like, Galifianakis, I based with Ray, and then I was like, Bradley Cooper, Hangover. But then Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis have been that film Due Date, and they were yeah, so... Yeah, it wasn't very good. Yeah, but they're so good on screen. Maybe the film's not good, but their their charisma between both them as actors was yeah, very good. Um, okay, cool. So we've got, uh, we've got Robert Downey Jr. in. All right. Next choice, Egon Spengler. You can go first. Who is your Egon choice? I'm just looking down my list because it's funny. I haven't seen stuff in a while, so I'm looking at all my choices. Um, and, oh, man, it is tough. I have so many choices. So you go first. I'm sorry. Like, I still need time to think. Okay, so Egon, definitely the nerdier type. Uh, yeah. Of them all, the most, uh, but quiet, quietly hilarious as well. Quietly I think he's secretly yep. the funniest one out of all of them. Yeah, very dry sense of humor. Yeah, and um, just has that that look to him where you're like, oh, that guy's a scientist. Like you look at him, you're like, that guy's definitely a scientist. Yes. Uh, so my choice uh, with that look, and also uh, I've seen him do the silly, but I've also seen him do the like quite under the radar comedy uh my choice is ed helms who plays andy in the office he's also so you're just doing the cast of uh the hangover the hangover but i'm looking for charisma but also i had due date and i've also got another one that kind of blends in for winston but anyway i've looked at ed helms i can see him as egon i can see him explaining things to characters like ed helms does and like egon does in the same way and he's talking about scientific facts and like the ooze and just like 
studying people's brainwaves. I can see him working really well with Zach Galifianakis as Ray because those two have to be important the way they're kind of like the geo scientists that are doing all the behind the scenes research. They create all the equipment together. I can see both of them. And I also see Ed Helms with the glasses on and like the lab coat. I can see all of that stuff. So that's my choice. It's it's not a bad choice at all. And I have a very similar choice in what you in the sense of what you said. Someone that has played a nerdy character, someone who is and at the same time has been a more quiet character, um, but is still equally hilarious in their own right. And that's why I chose Adam Scott. Who's Adam? Who is? Oh, I, I think I know. From Parks and Recreation, it's uh, Amy Poehler's love interest. Yes, in and he's also in Step Brothers as like the dickhead brother to Will yeah. Ferrell. Yeah, Dane just, Cook, twenty minutes. Let's go. I can just. I think he's too of like too much of a pretty face. He's not a pretty face. He's a set. He's more of a. Think of him in Parks and Recreation. He plays the biggest nerd. He gets excited over like mm-hmm. Game of Thrones shit, and he's also very quiet. And his face is always stern in that. And like he's secretly like quite intelligent. That's why he's around in that. Like it's yeah. I, I could just see him doing that. Ed Helms to me is a bit too much more on the silly side. I could see him going a bit too far, and like I can't see Ed Helms sitting there quiet the whole movie. Yeah, but his character in The Hangover is that sort of character, though. That is, he's not, um, he's not trying to hog the spotlight, and he's quite quiet at times. And his comedy is very subtle in The Hangover at points with that character because he's. Been- I, I'll tell you right now, I do not enjoy the Hangover movies at all. I don't think they're funny at all. Yeah, it's just talk about the the dynamic and that the the way that the characters. And portrayed. I don't think the characters work off of each other well in those movies either. I, I don't see. I, I can't see Adam Stone because, especially after Step Brothers, like he's just too much of a dickhead, and like he can. He's easily... only played a dickhead in two roles. That's in Step Brothers, and that's also in The Good Place. Uh, if you look at him in Parks and Rec, he's not a dickhead at all. He's such a selfless, nice guy. And also, there was a movie where he, um, oh, I can't remember, but he he don't get he has he's versatile like. Don't push him into just one role. Don't think of just the, like, yeah. If you're going to hire him out of Step Brothers, no. But think about Parks and Recreation. That's completely different. Yeah, but I just, I, I don't know. There's nothing that's, like, sold me there that's convinced me. And also, I just look at him, and I just, just because he's done that one role, and you're saying, think about this, this, and this, and I, I do understand what you're saying. All right. But my well, gut we'll feeling go is... This yeah. will go back into Redemption again, because I, I think I, I think I have... The like I, I know I've got one right because there's one on my list. <laughs> you keep right. on doing this. All right, so are we just we're having no one as a placeholder for that character for now, or are we having a placeholder? You can put Ed Helms for now. That's fine. I think Ed Helms does beat Adam Stone. Like Ed Helms seems he, more of an ego. His name's Adam an, Scott. Adam Scott. Sorry, I keep on saying Adam Stone. Um, I disagree. I think he's very ego, um, especially in Parks and Rec. But I'll let you just have that for now. All right, Ed Helms will be the placeholder then. Okay, next character. Um, you go first. It is Winston Zedmore. Yeah, well, this is like uh, an interesting choice because to me, like Winston is a very interesting character. He's obviously not a scientist. Nope. Um, he's, I mean, what what is his role like really in the group? Well, it's is because they as- were so busy that they started taking like, 
openings and he was just one of the first people to walk in and he was hired yeah. on the spot if you remember and he's just like yeah and he gets he gets spooked quite easily right yeah and he's just a guy that's like i just need a job these guys are popular and he goes in and he gets the job in an instant and suddenly he's brought into this world that he's like i did not expect this one bit no and i thought one of my favorite um comedians is terry cruz and i think he'd be excellent for that role like i know he's a big muscly man yeah he is a big muscly man does that change the, the does that have anything to do, to do with that character no, i can still he can see be him quite soft as well can't he terry cruz can be very soft like looking at him in brooklyn 99 mm-hmm. you know he can be very soft that's not bad my choice so i went with um similar vibes but not super jacked but someone that can be very soft but also just like what the hell is going on around me and like just completely stunned by that stuff and i chose craig robinson who's from the office and a bunch of other films as well and i think he would work really well as winston and coming in and just be like and also his character in brooklyn 99 as the um the pontiac thief or whatever they call him yeah i don't i I can't see too much as much for the soft side though because he always comes off to me as a dick in all of his acting as well well soft side he always gets roles where he's a bit of a dickhead yeah, the soft side in the office, but um, well, there's also the complete opposite of, this, of his side in the office, where he tricks Michael constantly, yeah, and like makes fun of people and, and yeah, is I can a dick. see, you know, I can see Terry Crews being in the car with Ray, and he's just like, you know, and I like the idea of like a big muscly man, but he's yeah, up yeah. against ghosts. And <laughs> yeah, he's scared. He's scared. Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely you can't punch a ghost, man. That's brilliant. I love that. Okay, Terry Crews, it is. That's great. All right, I'm not even going to argue with that one. That's brilliant. Okay, uh, next one, uh, we've got, uh, oh, that was just a jokes choice, so I'll get in. Do you have any jokes choices, by the way? Like, we have our little jokes round? Or no? Um, I think, we'll say oh, the end. I have, like, other choices for characters that you, that may come up as jokes, I guess. All right, we'll I don't say think I have any proper... I have a proper jokes response. thing for the, most of the characters. Okay, so we've got, next character, Dana Barrett, obviously Sigourney Weaver's character. Yeah. Who did you select for Dana Barrett? Um, you need, well, I, I think you need someone uh, strong, um, someone not also super young as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's Sigourney Weaver that she killed fucking aliens. Like, she's a mm-hmm. badass. Like, she even is. though it's not the same role, like, you, there's just, you look at her, you're like, I know you've killed aliens in another life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I feel like you need someone that's slightly, like, tough and it's not gonna not gonna take shit from like being hit on constantly um and i could see getting sucked up into that world and that's why my choice is uh, christina Hendricks, um because i think she's slightly older which is what you need as well not old in the sense of old i mean just older not like a young yeah like, person okay. so i don't think you need a younger person because everybody that's playing these roles are like in their 40s basically um and um, I could just see her not taking shit from Robert Downey Jr. hitting on her and dealing with the spooky stuff in her fridge and being possessed and all of that stuff. So Yeah, no, I can... And I can also see her, like, doing that over-the-top, like, are you the key master? Yeah. Um, oh, that's... Especially good. in... Uh, what's the show on Netflix that we like with her in it? Is it called Good Girls? Good Girls, yeah. That's a, that's a great stance of showing someone where she, you know she can be tough. Like, she's uh, yes. becoming a crime... Uh, yes, yeah, she is, and she's thrusted into something, but she hardens as she goes. Very good choice. Yeah. Very good choice. That's going to be hard for me to to compete with. Um, 
my choice, uh, similar reasons. She's been like the uh, the the type of, type of helpless role, but she's also been in some quite some tough roles, like movies like Domino, where she's like a an arm. I don't know if she's like a drug dealer, or an arms dealer, but uh, she's also got that look to her, and I can see her doing the cello, like playing the cello. Um, is Kira Knightley is my choice. Kira Knightley, <laughs> Jack Sparrow. Um, that, I mean, I can see her as Dana Barrett. I can also see her like doing the Keymaster lines as well. And it's uh, a good choice going into that whole scenario. I can and, like she's got that almost classic beauty about her, and so does Christine Hen- Hendricks. To be fair, and that's kind of like what they were going with with dana with sigourney weaver's character she's almost i don't know i wouldn't beauty doesn't come into a meal because sigourney weaver is just well it does for um for uh bill murray's character doesn't it yeah it does um but that 80s hair man (laughs) oh yeah but we're not in the 80s obviously we're doing one day and i can see her also i can see her also like being hit on by like the you know the nerdy guy next door and like being polite but like rejecting him yeah. All right. I'll give you Kira Knightley. I think she's a better choice. Than I Christina think she's Hendrix. a good choice. Okay. Great. All right. Kira Knightley. It is. Um, all right. Next character, we've got Janine Melanitz, who's the the secretary for we the Ghostbusters. We got one. Ghostbusters. So uh, I'll go first. You've instantly got to have someone that's got that like nasally Brooklyn, who is who can look very nerdy, but also like. You know, she's not, like, uh, unattractive in the sense where it's, like, she she has her own style. She's almost like Velma from Scooby-Doo, right? Like, that's what that character is. Mm. Yeah, she's got that kind of bookwormy look to her, um, librarian type, but that nasally awful, like, accent that she has. So I chose Jenny Slate, who's in Money, Please, from Parks and Rec, and quite That's a, not a bad a few choice, roles. Yeah. And I can see her being like, Gauss bastards. And also in the second one, I know we're not doing the second one, but she obviously forms that relationship with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Lewis Tully, the nerdy guy. Um, yeah, so I can see Jenny, uh, Jenny Slate doing that. That's a really good choice. Um, and for all the same reasons, I chose uh, Yale Stone, who's in Orange is the New Black. She's the one that says she has a baby, but the baby's dead and... Yeah, I mean, it's my my. It would be my choice if they ever recast Harley Quinn because she's got that Brooklyn accent and she's always talking like that. Which one is? I'll she? show you a picture so you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! The crazy one that like goes into the bathtub yeah. of the guy that she's stalking after she escapes from prison. That's yeah. a pretty good choice too, man. It's who can be nerdier at this point as well, like or like bookwormish. Well, stick a pair of glasses on her. I think she looks exactly like the actress, to be Gals honest. Bastards. And I can see her I can see her wooing my Lewis Tully choice more. Okay, I'll give that one to you. That's good. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. Um, I just put I by the way, I looked at my list and I was like, wait, why isn't that girl on there? And I I, I guess I just made it up now because my yeah, two choices really there were not good. her. That is good. And I can see her. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Done. All right. Lewis Tully, obviously the nerdy guy. What, um, why can't I remember the actor that played him? He's in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. and uh, Rick Moranis. Oh, I, Rick Moranis, right. that's his name. So um, I just oh, I love Rick Moranis. He's 
so good in the films that he was in when we were kids. I forgot he was uh, uh, Barney Rubble, on a side note. Completely forgot he was Barney Rubble. Oh, yeah, he was Barney Rubble. Yeah, that's a role that I always gets forgotten, but I think he's great as Barney. Um, okay, so Lewis Tully. Nerdy, like, can be awkward, like, socially awkward. Yeah. Um, really sh- like yeah but like he's like really awkward and shy but he's still trying to hit on somebody which is like you know usually they somebody wouldn't do that absolutely and um and just gets himself into like he's quite clumsy in silly situations like locking himself out or like having a party and be like all right who brought the dog and yeah. you know i can see my choice especially from a film where he is nerdy and he's uncomfortable and socially awkward, but he's still hitting on girls and he's still trying. My choice is Michael Sarah from movies like um, uh, Superbad. I mean, yeah, that's not... It's not a terrible choice, um, but for me, there was just like one actor where I was like, oh my God, when I thought of him, I was like, he is like the modern day version of this actor. Like, he's so good at playing the awkward humour... Uh, he's currently on Saturday Night Live as well. He's just he's just great at that awkward humor and 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 like he looks just like him. And I'm going to say the name. You're not going to know. I'm going to show a picture. His name's Kyle Mooney. And this is what he looks like. Like he just oh looks exactly my like God. You, he just looks exactly like the guy. You've won. And you've won. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I think so because he just. I could just see him doing the same what exact do I thing know him from? in his own way. Because I've seen him do quite like, wasn't he a cameraman or something like that? But he was really awkward. Like he's always that awkward, uncomfortable character. Very, always awkward, uncomfortable guy. He's He was in Parks and Recreation for one scene. Uh, I originally knew him because he was in a comedy group with another guy who's on Saturday Night Live now. They used to do comedies on the internet. This might be where you know him from. Like he yeah. had a thing where he was like, he had a thing when he was in his bedroom and like he was watching gay porn and he was like, no, I don't like it. And like he had pictures of like men like <laughs> sucking each other's dicks on his wall. He's like, no, I'm not gay. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. OK, that's a really good choice. And I can see him going after Kira Knightley as well. Definitely. More than Michael. Smith. More than Christine. More than Christina Hendricks yep. as well. So, yeah. yeah. OK. I think that's that really works. And I can also see him getting in a relationship with that girl from Orange is the New Black as well. Yeah. So can I. And I can. And not to mention, I can see him like. Uh, running through the streets, like asking for help as the dog's chasing him, and then and being like, "Are you the gatekeeper?" Like, "Yeah, I'm the key master." Yeah, that's brilliant. Okay, great. I like that a lot. That right. was my favorite casting choice I've done. That's very good, and he is like a modern day Rick Moranis. He really is. He is. He's a They're young so one. So similar, but that's very yeah. good. Um, all right, Walter Peck, the villain. The he's basically like a lawyer. I think I've got a really good choice for this one as well. I think I do too. So um, just, you know, by the book, but just a dickhead the way he does things. And he has no time for pleasantries. And he comes in and he's just like, I I just that first conversation he has with Venkman about their facilities and the way he's just like, well, may I see downstairs basement? And he's like, no. Major skeptic as well. Like, and doesn't like, doesn't have time for people's. Shit. And, and it's also he's playing the, the corporate game he, he knows how to mm-hmm. get what he wants and he's, he's going to climb that ladder and make his money and he doesn't have time for people that are trying to do it outside the box or in a creative way like he's like no like he's yeah no, he's very very corporate yes he is um okay who did you choose then for those reasons? i chose someone that i thought looked similar to him and, and could do the role in a very similar way and that's will arnett oh that's pretty good now i chose I could see him in the suit 
and being fed up with all the Ghostbusters. Like yeah, and I can see him be like, "May I see downstairs?" It's almost like yeah. his character out of um, uh, God. I'm blanking on lots of names today, but that show on Netflix that's obviously super po- Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, so I chose Damian Lewis. Now you might not know off the bat who Damian Lewis is, but you will know him by face alone. Um, do you recognise him? Um, yeah, I recognise him because he looks like the guy from Ghostbusters. He does, doesn't he? He looks like he looks like Walter Peck. Yeah, he does. And he's been in so. Uh, let me look it up. There's the very uh, popular show on uh, Showtime that you never saw, where it's like, is he a terrorist or not? Um, he was in Band of Brothers as well. Dreamcatcher, Homeland is the name of the show on Showtime. Um, and I've, I mean, the the but dickhead. Can he, can he bounce off of comedic people? Because the original actor was quite in a lot of comedy roles as well well he has been in some comedy films like your highness you remember that film that maybe you never oh, saw God. but yeah he was no. in that Kira Knightley. Isn't, isn't Kira knightley in that Kira knightley <laughs> uh i'm gonna give it to you man will arnett just has more of that attitude like damien lewis yeah. looks just like walter peck he does look just like him but there's a difference with that yes um, i always think it's you gotta have the character soul more than the look yeah, no, I like I like that choice of Will Arnett, and he, I can just see Will Arnett be like, "Well, may I see the basement?" and the way he yeah. says that. Okay, and cool. chatting to like the mayor as well, like we got to kick them out. Yeah, and, and then getting fired at the end and being like, "What the?" You know, and just freaking yeah. out. That's great. Okay, so speaking of the mayor, did you cast the mayor for this? I didn't. No. Okay, I did, and I think it's the perfect choice. I cast Dan Aykroyd as the mayor. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. The, that Done. works so well. I can see him be like, somebody get me the goddamn Ghostbusters. I can see <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, did you cast Goza? Yes, I did. Okay. And I only have one choice. Me too. And it's the perfect choice. If you Mine's perfect as well. If you argue with me, you are, you are wrong. I mean, they could both be equally perfect choices. We'll see. But Just like equally... Okay, yeah, I, we could we could describe the character, but I think I think everyone knows Goza, right? Like it's evil lady, creepy voice, yeah, yeah. has that uh, that. Um, Are you know, a god? <laughs> she has the body almost of. Um, oh, what's the word? It's the what's the word for when you could you could either be a, a a girl or a boy? There's a word for it, isn't it? Like androgynous. Adronogy, yeah. Adronogy. Ad- I can't say it. I think it's quite an adronogist character. In my opinion, like one of the, I don't know if it's true, but I would say an original, uh, like RuPaul Drag Race icon. Like she looks like an act, like absolute drag star to me. Do you like with the makeup and the hair. Yeah, but okay, just go ahead. What's your choice? You're going off a little bit well, I'm more just, than my. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, my choice is Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Who's that again? Uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know, a bit stoic. So I, I kind of agree with the androgyny, but at she's, the, power, she's powerful and, and strong. No, but and, what you're saying, but and and has that that physique, that skinny physique, and so does my just, character. And also, she's got that. It's almost like uh, like goes as a bit David Bowie-ish as well, right? Like yeah, she, yeah. and I think Tilda Swinton's very David Bowie-ish. So my choice, she she looks like. Uh, What's the what's the the um, star man? My choice is Ruby Rose, who you've seen in Orange Is the New Black. You've also seen her. Well, she's in the Bat. She's Batwoman now, and she is. Uh, I think she's too. One, she's too young. 
Uh, and, I don't think and so. And too, too modelly as well. I think that's – if you look I at Goza, she, she's not like a stunning woman. Yeah, but Ruby Rose isn't going for being a, a model. She's going, She's Most of the time she's – Ruby Rose she's, was a model. No, but she's not – I'm saying her image as an, as an actor is not going to be a model. Her image as an actor – She's a model. She's, no, she's not. Yes, she is. Ruby Rose, she's definitely a model. I don't think so. I think she uh, she was maybe before, but she's an actor now, and she does like. Yeah, she's an actor now, but she's she definitely still yeah. And she's an Australian model. Okay. Um, I th- I can see Ruby Rose a hundred percent with those glowing red eyes, that haircut, in that kind of sequence type jumpsuit, and totally rocking that. And she's got that like that uh, almost like malicious uh, look to her, and that smile. And yeah, I think just, Tilda Swinton would act it better. But I'll, I think I'll Tilda, give it, I think Tilda I'll, Swinton is too. It's almost a bit too soft. Like she's she can be hard, but she can't be sinister. Like Ruby Rose can be <laughs> Ruby Rose. I can see as like that is a, a you know like almost demonic in nature in the way she's like and asking you a god and like the choice has been made. Um, I mean, she was evil in Constantine. Yeah. And she kind of looks still, like she's she kind of looks like she's too okay. You know what it is, and I've never thought I'd say this. She's too British. She's too proper, and but if not, you're acting as like a demon, then that's not yeah. But that's not what Goza's about. I can't see her embodying Goza like Ruby Rose can. I can see Ruby Rose totally owning that role as like Goza. And All right, well, I I don't mind your choice, so I'll let you have that one. Okay. All right. So that is i did um i had some funny choices i'll say this now because i know you didn't cast this i had some funny choices as a replacement for the stay puff marshmallow man okay and um like a more modern day way of doing it would be like especially there'd be some sort of corporate sponsorship as well it would be like doing because it's all it, Stay Posh Marshmallow Man is someone from Ray's childhood, right? He's like, I remember being at the camp and like roasting marshmallows by the fire. So yeah. I was thinking more about like who's an icon that when we were kids that now we're doing a modern day version would be something that would pop into Ray's head. And I was thinking like Pillsbury Doughboy because we used to watch those adverts all the time in America and like the hoo hoo. That's and, brilliant. Yeah, and you can Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, and you can yeah. see him walking through the streets and like yeah. hoo hoo. That's fantastic. As he's st- <laughs> That's perfect casting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, or I was thinking the Kool Aid Man, like, oh yeah, I couldn't decide which one. <laughs> but I think the no, Do- I think Pillsbury Doughboy is far more innocent than the Kool Aid Man. And I think also that you know, in uh, with the Stay Posh Marshmallow Man, when they roast him and it's like melted marshmallows. Well, with the dough, with the dough boy, you would just have like bits of like bread because you're obviously roasting it and it's going to yeah. expand and go all over the place and like croissants and stuff like that. Like, I don't yeah, know. But you'd, sh- you'd see them shoot at his stomach and he'd be even being like, <laughs> so yeah, that was my random casting choice. I threw in there. Okay. All right. So we are now in the redemption round. And so we've got, let's start with, so you're not too happy with Zach Galifianakis. Uh, I do think No, I don't like that as Ray at all. I think that's such a good choice, especially with the rest of the team that we have right now. I can see him working so well with all of them. But okay, who do you have as a backup choice? 
because I only had two for this, and my backup choice is, is an interesting one. Because but remember, each think, redemption round, you're only allowed one choice. You can't just list off everybody. You can't do that. You have to only have one I know, more we list them off at the end, and if we like the other choices, then we'll Yeah, but we'll it's, it's mainly a, a nomination at this point. That's how we, that's how we got, uh, in our first episode, that's how we got, uh, what's his name, in, in Jaws, the Yeah, but you had, that, you had that as your choice in, in redemption, I'm pretty sure. It doesn't matter. Okay, who do you have? Uh, the, remember, the goal of this is to cast the perfect movie, not to win. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my second choice is because I was trying to play off of other teams, and I started looking more to like what some of my favorite modern day comedies. And I was like, this is why Terry Crews was in there because I was like, man, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine so much. It's like one of the funniest shows. Yeah. And th- and then I started thinking like, oh man, like what if um, Joe Lou Trigliano was Ray, who is the uh, Andy Samberg sidekick in um uh brooklyn 99 Ooh. you know the guy that does all the cooking and the pizza and stuff because yeah. he can play it off intelligent but he can be like you could see him saying and he like, was in real I- connection to ghosts and all that type actual of actual physical con and also he's yeah. in he's in there's that one line he's in i love you man where he's the weightlifter he's like give me everything you got everything yeah. you got <laughs> everything you got <laughs> <laughs> yeah he used to have a lot of small roles. Like one of my favorite roles he was in was um, in Role Models, where he's uh, plays one of the LARPers, like the live action role players, and he's dressed like as a like like as like a king, and he says the stupidest lines, where he's like ah to sleep a chance to dream, like to say to people and a rubber dub dub. Do you I not can remember see that him. Movie? Uh, sort of, yeah. I kind of do. I can also see him getting. But I could see him with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth as well, yeah. having the goggles on, getting the. Blow- and he's very getting, New York as well, and getting the blowjob as well yeah. from the ghost, and like doing that kind of like oh face as he like yeah. crosses his eyes. All right, buddy. Redemption round. You win that. That's awesome. a great choice. Um, so, uh, what's the actor's name again? Joe Lou Triglion. Trig Truglio. Triglio. Triglio. Joe Lou. Truglio. Truglio as Ray Stance. Okay. Uh, Peter Venkman, we've got Robert Downey Jr., so that's fine. Uh, I think that's that's great, but um, do you want me to... Okay, because this is a redemption, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, we don't, yeah exactly. We'll go, we'll go into that afterwards. Um, Egon Spengler, you did not like Ed Helms um, as much. I don't mind it, but yeah. Um, I think he works uh, really well with your choice for Ray now as well, Ed Helms. I can see them working together as that, like scientific duo okay here's my other egon choice and then I, i'll list out the rest of mine in afterwards my other choice i thought was you need someone that yeah like the smart with the glasses you can instantly tell he's a scientist but it's still really funny and that's why or another one of my choices is william jackson harper who's in the good place who is the love interest in the good place you know the one that's teaching how to be good it just like he has like the same attitude as Egon as well. Like he just that's a pretty he, he just really encompasses that character. I think really well. Like and he's I'm very soft spoken. Very soft spoken. Doesn't get too aggravated about stuff. You could see him having that cheeky like look in the background as well. Like I, I just yeah. Again, that's just one of my many Egon <laughs> fucking choices. But that's definitely my number two. Does it beat Ed Helms though? Ed Helms still has that real egon feel to me and especially yeah, but, he, but not to me because ed helms to me i see as like a really silly man it's after the office and stuff and other roles i've seen him in in movies he always plays off as the guy that's going to like break out and dance in the background or, or say a joke that's honestly not that funny like yeah your choice from good place and he's he's a know-it-all and egon does like to share his knowledge with people in a very matter-of-fact uh, way and like you could see like i can't see ed helms in the background 
taking him seriously working on stuff like and thinking like oh that guy is a scientist where with william jackson harper i could definitely be like that dude built machines that catches ghosts yeah that's a very good choice okay i'm going to give you william jackson harper as well i think that's yes, a better love choice. me some redemption round baby yeah yeah that works really well why do you always do this you give me the shit choice to begin with i know i my, my number one choice is always bad. That's why I like Redemption Run. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, William Jackson Harper and um, Truglio. I and can't... I think he should, this actor deserves more of a chance, like, after, because, you know, obviously he's big on the good place now, mm-hmm. but I'm looking, I hope that his career keeps going up because I think he's really interesting. Yeah. And especially in the last season of Good Place when he suddenly took his shirt off and he was like, Spider Man ripped. Yeah. Like, that was a shock. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, your Winston choice was great, so we don't need to. Um, have a conversation about that and then uh we're good with dana barrett kira knightley yeah yeah. I, yeah i'm fine with kira knightley i think that's a good choice oh janine is good yeah. um your choice uh what's her name from orange is the new black um your lewis tully choice is good your walter peck choice you've done you've won quite a lot of these in this round but yes it's making the Not about winning but no no it's very good uh, your your Peter was an amazing choice, Rob Downey Jr. Yeah, and absolutely we, amazing. We got um, Walter Peck. You've done that, um, and then Mayor Dan Aykroyd, Goza Ruby Rose. I think Ruby, yeah, I'm, I think I'm Ruby cool Rose that. is good. That's grown on me. I'm cool yeah. with that now. Uh, director Edgar Wright. Yeah, and then um, uh, Bruno He's Mars, pop singer, and then Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. We got a good movie, bud. <laughs> yeah, so. Let me go through my other choices for characters now. Okay, so, yeah, we'll do... Do you have any others for Ray? Because I, that I was do. for me. That was I do have others for two. Ray. I do have others for Ray. So I had Zach Galifianakis. Then I had Paul Rudd. Yeah. As another choice. Especially... I, have, I had Paul Rudd in Ray and Peter. Oh, right. I can see Paul Rudd more as definitely as a Ray, especially after seeing him in something like Ant-Man where he's, like, thrown into things, but also he's got some knowledge. Um yeah. I can just see him doing all of that. And especially after living with myself, he's so good in that. And I was like, yeah, surprisingly a, amazing that's, show. That's a Ray right there. Uh, yeah. And then my other choice was Matt Damon. And I was like, is that too much? But as I was thinking about other roles he's played and oh. just kind of that level, but he was, he was too, he was kind of going in a different direction. So that's why I just had it on there, but thought now nah, I'm going to have that as a serious backup, but not something I'm going to take too seriously. Right. Um, all right, so those are my choices for Ray uh, Venkman. I only had one choice, which was Robert Downey Jr. That's good. Yeah, so I had Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. and then I also had Andy Sandberg to play off of Joe Lou Trigliano in that role because I thought like might as well just make it the full like Brooklyn Nine Nine makes the Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad you did and, that. Though. And then I had Paul Rudd and Chris Pratt on there as well. But I, I would like as I was going like my first choices started being super Hollywood, and then I started knocking mm-hmm. them out because I was like, no, I don't want a list like actors in this. I want like funny yeah. people. And, yeah, and Chris Pratt got a t- too much of a, a hunkiness to him, and that's Venkman. yes, that's why yeah, this yeah. is why I cut out a lot of my choices due to hunkiness. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> Venkman ain't hunky, but he's just got the gift of gab, and he likes to to flirt and and go after them. Yeah, it's, um, it's all the gift. He's not a bad-looking bloke. He's just he, – it's all personality with him. Nope. So Egon, I have one more choice besides Ed Helms, and that is Steve Carell. <laughs> oh, I would be cracking up because I'd just be waiting for him to say something absolutely hilarious because he's like one of the funniest people on the planet. Yeah, but then right, also – I'll go down. 
like thinking about him as Brick with that like subtle humor because he's playing. I know, and he's so the funniest character in that. Yeah, yeah, movie. exactly. That's why I was thinking he'd be great for Egon. Yeah, it's not a terrible choice at all. Uh, so I have loads of Egons. At the top of my list, I have Stephen Merchant because I think I just chose a tall, nerdy guy with glasses. That's actually pretty good. That's yeah. not a bad choice. I get why. But also being British almost in the way he's so matter of fact. And like, anyway. But he's not, I can't see him being quiet though because he is very speakative, you know. Speakative? Talkative? Speakative <laughs> a word? Is no, word? talkative is a word. Not speakative. What's what speakative mean? I love when you uh, like blow up stuff. You're like, that's not something. It's not a word. Speakative is 100% not a word. Talkative is. No one in my life has ever gone, you're not very speakative today. When have you, when have you ever heard someone say you're very speakative? Mm, it's very speakative. Buddy, it's not a word. You're Obviously, it would have popped up on your phone immediately. You're scrolling, hoping for something, and it's not there. <laughs> it's not there. No! <laughs> <laughs> I love when you're, like, blowing things up and saying it's not, and then it is. That's yeah, definitely but you, not... you do do that. You do I do a gamble like that. Yeah, but Like, the other what? day, when we were talking about uh, that cheese that's also named wine, you're like, oh, my God, you thought that was a cheese? <laughs> you said, like, a gift with, like, a head slap and a crack up, like, you're so unintelligent. <sighs> I didn't I was, call like, you unintelligent. A wine and a cheese. I didn't call you unintelligent. Well... I know, but the way you act, like, oh, how did you think it was a cheese okay. when it's a wine? And, and you, as you know, <laughs> you're changing the subject because you just realised you said something wrong. Instead, you're like, I'm going to make him feel bad, and this avoids <laughs> yeah. me getting yeah, flat. Yeah, break up all the points, that's all. Yeah, yeah. speaking of is not a word, apparently. It's yeah. a nice word, though. It should be one. It's not a word. It's terrible. Okay, um... Anyway, yeah, Steve Carell, but... Uh, and then, when I was doing, like, the... Oh, no, you said uh, Stephen Merchant. That's why we got into speakative. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me uh when i was doing the paul rudds and chris pratt's then i started thinking about avengers so i chose mark ruffalo as egon because it's basically bruce banner like in a way yeah no. too serious though and then when i first chose edgar wright i had simon Pegg as egon but I didn't simon think- Pegg as egon it's not bad yeah i can see once again though not dry enough mm. and then i also had bill Hader, but i was like he wouldn't be able to be quiet no your choice. and then another choice your choice had that good I, place. He's very dry, and that works yeah. really well. Yeah. Uh, another choice I had, which I thought was interesting, who's someone that's really dry and looks like him as well, was Stephen Colbert. I thought that was quite – he could, would do a good jo- choice in that. <gasps> oh, <coughs> my God. you like that one? He's so dry and matter-of-fact in things I've seen him in, and he works really well with your – I think he actually works better with the rest of the cast members, so I'm happy to change it to Stephen Colbert. He does, with Robert Downey Jr. and Stephen Colbert, and then your Ray choice from, I keep on forgetting his name. Joe (laughs) Trigliano. No, it's not, no, no, it's whatever, but um, yeah, man, I'm sorry. Stephen Colbert is a better choice. Yeah, I think so too. 100%. This is why I had so many choices. And I can see him walking around with the scanner in that library in the first in the beginning. Yeah. yeah, that's a better choice. Wow, we've yeah we've we've swapped so many Egon's in this. Okay, Stephen Colbert, that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Colbert takes it. I've got one more, and it's not the best, but it's Fred Armisen. Do you know who that is? That sounds. 
that name's familiar. He's a very, very funny guy that's in like loads of things. Just look, look him up and you go, oh yeah, that guy. No, he just came out recently with a comedy uh, show on Amazon with Bill Hader. Oh, of course. He's in um, um, that, what's it called? Cleveland or whatever that show's called. Uh, what, the Portland show or whatever? Portland, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, he's in the new Jay and Silent Bob film as an Uber driver. He's in. He's in. He's one of those people that's in everything. Just like that other actor, um, you know, in uh, Elf, the guy um, when the lady is on television and she's interviewing people, and the guy's like, you know, you got a great smile. Like you're really, you know, we really like you as the news. You oh, know yeah, that yeah. guy? He's like bald with a mustache. That's another guy. If you that look, that guy up. is always I mean, well, in the background. Uh, but Fred, Arm- Fred Armisen is also uh, in one of my favorite things. He's in that Parks and Rec episode where it's that country visiting. Yes. And he's yeah. just like my people. And, and it, just the way yeah. he's doing things as that. Uh, where's they from? Are they from Portugal? I can't remember exactly. I but, can't remember where they're from. Some South American country. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, no, it's not bad. But, dude, Stephen Colbert is nailed for Egon. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I really liked your good. choice. Uh, the I keep on forgetting. I've, I've got to William go Jackson Harper. William Jackson Harper. I, I great choice from the good place. But now, but again, it all comes down to who's the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. If the rest of the team was slightly younger, then yeah, I would probably keep him on there. But mm-hmm. since they are slightly older, Stephen Colbert definitely is eagle. Yeah, and working with Downey Jr. and the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine, who's like a little. He's like a small fish in a big pond amongst those two, you know, very well established people. Like Stephen Colbert is very popular, obviously with his show. Um, and also Robert Downey. But he is an actor as well. Yeah. And he works really well for Ray. Yeah. I like all of that. And then seeing, um, what's his face come in. I want to see Robert Downey Jr. And Joe Lou Trigliano on screen. I think they, that, that sounds funny to me. Yeah, that does. That's almost like, uh, that's a really interesting pairing that will work really well. Um, and I can see Robert Downey Jr. like, like he does, like Bankman does, making fun of Ray throughout things. Mm. You know, kind of like that smirky way that he does things. Like he's playful banter, uh, yeah. but he's still making fun of him. Okay, cool. All right, so that's all of the choices I assume then for Ego. Yeah. You have um, Winston Zedmore. Um, I think you had a great choice with. Um, Oh God! I'm just just keep Terry on Cruz. Terry Crews. Yeah, just keep on saying names because I'm used to stay with names. Uh, <laughs> I had fine. I had no one else besides Craig Robinson. Uh, do you have I have written else? down here Aziz Ansari, and I don't know why that's there. <laughs> Aziz Ansari's no I don't way. Know why. I just seem like we gotta create these crazy ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> There's ghosts everywhere. <laughs> they like Ooh, ghosts. Uh, and then Donald Glover as well, which I was like, I like that choice, but I think he'd be a bit too serious because he's way too serious. Yeah, I mean, it's season sorry as well, where it's like, what are the ghosts supposed to have a day off? And he's like, treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just just seeing Terry Crews like fighting ghosts to me sounds hilarious. Yeah, and Terry Crews coming in and with the cast, and you know, he can already bounce off with the guy, other guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine as well. Yes, and that's important because they have that scene in the car talking about like the apocalypse and all of that, and I can see mm. that scene happening with those two people. Yeah, that's really good. And those and those two being down in the sewer as well on the second one. Mm-hmm. Severed heads. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> um, okay, do you anybody for anybody else for Dana Barrett? Yeah, I had Rashida Jones, but I chucked it away. No, I agree. Kira Knightley's a good choice for that. Um, and then Janine Melanins, did you have anybody yes, else? Yes, I, I had two. One, one was more on the Brooklyn Nine-Nine train with Chelsea Peretti. 
who is in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she was the lady that she wasn't a police officer. She oh, was more an assistant. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I still like your Orange is the New Black choice, but that's a pretty good choice as well. And then my other choice is Kristen Schaal, who I nearly went with, um, who is in uh, Last Day on Earth. Oh, I mean, Last Last Man on Earth. And she's also the voice of a, loads of characters in Bob's Burgers. And she's, yeah, she's she's really funny. She's in loads of stuff. Okay, I still like your choice the most with Orange is New Black. That works really well. Um, did you have uh, anybody else for Lewis Tully? I did. I had Charlie Day, but he was too attractive for the role. He is too attractive for the role. Um, but that's a, not a bad choice. Yeah, he would be fun. And he can and be I can nerdy. See him doing all the running around and everything, but yeah. he doesn't have, like, that other guy, Carl Mooney, like, he, that he awkward is, humor. Yeah, so I can see him fun. be like, yeah, because Charlie Day would be like, okay, who brought the dog? Where your guy yeah. would be like, okay, who brought the dog? Like, he's, like, uncomfortable yeah. about it. And, and just in the hallway, awkward. like, did you just talk to me? Did you, did you say something to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, your guy's perfect. Um, do you have anybody else for Walter Peck? Uh, I have here a name, and I need to look him up, because I have Mark Evan Jackson. Mark Evan Jackson? Sounds like a baby. Oh, <laughs> another guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, uh, who's the husband oh, of... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's also in The Good Place. Yeah, he's in The Good Place as well, yeah. Yeah. he's. I could see because he's that stern, like, ah, I'm yeah. everybody. Yeah, I'm he, a corporate man. Yeah, no, I can see him like but, that. But Will Arnett's He didn't have as much swagger as Will Arnett, yeah. Yeah, Will Arnett's just got that, like, unabashed, like, humour where he... Well, he's Batman as well. He's just, like, you know, just that voice that he does, that yeah. kind of, like... Uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah, fuck the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Um, I didn't have anybody else for Goza, did you? No, it's said Tilda Swinton. Okay, and Ruby Rose is there. So that's um yeah it's an interesting choice i'm ultimately i'm really happy with our team like that's the most important thing as we said at the top of the film yeah uh i think kira knightley as well as as dana barrett that works really well so you, we've got robert downey jr as venkman we've got please give me the name again for ray i'm the worst with names today i really yeah uh, uh, and i think i misspelled it when i wrote it down it's joe lou truglio truglio okay um and then we've got terry cruz um, in the role Winston. of Winston. And then Egon, we've got Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. That's a great team. I want to see it. I want to see that film. That's a really good team. Um, and all the sporting characters we have, uh, we've gone over, that's really good as well. All right, so our final then round, I've got quite a funny way of doing this for our jokes round. Um, so I'm going to go through all of my jokes with you because they're all connected. And they're connected via It's Always Sunny from Philadelphia. Okay. So you've got Ray, yeah, which is going to be uh, Rob McKellen. Uh, Dennis, obviously. No, Ray. I mean, sorry, Mac. Mac, yeah. Mac, yeah, obviously right? Mac. Yeah. It's Always Sunny. And then De- Dennis is definitely Venkman. Dennis is obviously Peter. That's what I meant yeah, to say. Yeah. And then Egon, you've got Charlie. Because okay. it's, I know it's a bit erratic, but it still works really well. And then Winston, you've got Danny DeVito, right? So there's your core <laughs> of Ghostbusters. I would switch those two. What, you'd make Danny DeVito Egon? Yeah, like, I created all this shit that catches gold. <laughs> yeah, actually, I like the switch on that one. That's better. And then, yeah, Charlie could be like the unsuspecting guy coming into all of this yeah. and like being swept up. And he'd be like, it's the apocalypse, it's the apocalypse, just like freaking out. Yeah. Um, and then I I cast uh, Caitlin Olsen, who's D Reynolds as Slimer. 
And what, not Dana Barrett? <laughs> no, I cast her as Slimer because she'd be like, you're freaking, you're a ghost, Dee. Like, you're just a gross, disgusting. <laughs> I can... <laughs> she yeah, thought, she thinks, right, yeah. you know what I mean? What? No, I'm not Dana Barrett. No, you're <laughs> and she's just you're gross, you stink, yeah. you slime around, you're slime <laughs> stuff in her face like in that <laughs> uh, so I thought that was really good I didn't have a they're like, she'd be like rickety cricket should be fucking slime <laughs> they're like no rickety cricket's Walter Peck okay he's ginger uh, well that's the thing I um, the Lewis Tully the nerdy guy um, mm-hmm. is I, I cast as rickety cricket I cast him but um, yeah I can see rickety cricket actually being more of a Walter Peck now you said that um, but I was just moving people around. I didn't have anybody for. No, I, I think Lewis Tully. I think that's good for Rickety Cricket. I guess yeah. for Walter Peck, I would use maybe one of the uh, the the O'Doyle brothers. Oh yeah, that's right. Because that's be like great. their enemies, right? Like that's yeah. that's to take them Actually, down. Actually, you know what? And then um, if you're going to do anybody for um, Dana Barrett, you're going to do the one that Dennis married and became a cat and all that because like. Well, not the waitress. No, because Dennis isn't going to go after the waitress, is he? The waitress. But he has. They've slept together, and then she really likes Dennis. Yeah, but it's all about Venkman going after Dana Barrett, right? So if yeah. Venkman is Dennis, Dennis has got to lust after somebody. Yeah, but it'd be funny if it was the opposite because she really fancies him. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's reversed actually. That's really good. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it would be a great episode. Get away, me! I'm trying to catch some yeah. fucking. <laughs> Uh, and this is when like Frank's just eating the slime like why it's great doesn't this work like I suddenly was like this would be uh, an amazing uh, uh, Charlie let's go <laughs> I could see it like, oh it would be amazing yep so I thought that would be really good and Matt just being like actual physical contact <laughs> uh, yeah so there's but, my you know, there's, um, there's still a Jesus though you yeah know, yeah this, is, it doesn't, this doesn't disprove anything there's ghosts in the bible guys yep so there's my jokes choices for all of the, most of the characters Brilliant. in Ghostbusters. I love it. Yeah. Did you have any ones that you thought uh, might be funny? No, I was just playing off of yours. Like, who would be Gozer in in uh, that universe? Maybe the cat. Lady. I think I think Dee would like sweet sneak her way in to be Gozer as well, right? No, no. I think the cat lady actually. Can you imagine her like as an actual cat as well? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, turning right people into cats instead of dogs. Yeah. Who would yeah, that's, that actually makes a lot of sense. He would be, oh my God, and the green man for Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, a giant green man, because Charlie's like, it pops in his head. It's like, don't think of anyone. Oh, yeah. And he thinks of a green man, and you just got the green man running around New York, <laughs> or Philadelphia in this case, because it'll all be in Philly instead. Um, yeah, I mean, for anyone that's like a giant Philly cheesesteak family. I feel really bad. Anyone listening is like, I've never seen this show, but if you haven't, watch it. Well, go and see it. It's the best. It's the funniest show in the world. It's Always Sunny is so damn good. You can see him looking at the ghost be like, staring right at me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's when he's in the hallway on the, and he's like, Ray, I found it. And he's just, that would be so good. Dennis, this ghost is staring right at me. Yeah, they don't yeah. even call each other by the character's name. They just call each other by like their name. Well, now I just want an Always Sunny Ghostbusters episode. I know, because they did that Lethal Weapon remake thingy that they did. I thought it would be yeah. so good for them to do a Ghostbusters. Yeah, it would be. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, and then also... You could see. You could also see if, if it was, at first, um, Frank being like, I don't want to be Winston, you be Winston. And, like He comes in like in blackface as well. And everyone's like, whoa, like, what are you doing? Like, what? He's like, you want me to Winston? I'm Winston. Because they did like, that in the could... Lethal Weapon one, didn't they? They parodied Yeah, that. they did. Yeah. 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 
That would be funny. And just like in the Lethal Weapon, they switch characters halfway through, where it's like Charlie yeah, that would be funny and as well. Frank would switch characters halfway through. And then one of them's Winston and the other one's Egon. That'd be so good. Uh, yeah, so I completely went off on a tangent where I was at one point really more focused on my jokes choices because <laughs> I was like, this is such a good episode of It's Always Sunny. Um, all right, so I think that closes out our Ghostbusters choices. Um, if you guys want to write in, if you have suggestions about who you think um, would be a better choice or if you like our choices or want to just chat to us in general you can find us on facebook by keyword searching casting call you can also write to us at castingcallpod at gmail.com if you guys want to recommend any future episodes something that we should recast whether it be a cartoon or movie or tv show or anything like that um, just let us know and we'll certainly uh, consider it and make it possibly into an episode if it's if it's good enough um but yeah definitely write us on there and you can find also uh will on social media at robson inc inc and follow him as a marvel and just professional comic book artist if you want to see his work and stay up to date what he's doing um you can also follow our other podcast which is spider-man the animated series podcast where we review episodes from the 90s tv show interview voice actors and creators behind that show plus a whole lot more and you can find that on facebook twitter instagram and wherever you get your podcast um spider-man the animated series podcast is on those platforms and finally i do a podcast by myself called the superhero soundtrack show where i review music from all your favorite superhero films and tv shows Um, that's available on most platforms where you get your podcasts and on facebook and twitter as well so yeah check all those out if you can't uh, get enough of us and you just want to hear more we're available on lots of different shows um and then obviously you've got your video game as well don't you if you want to plug that i do it's obviously in the early stages of being made i'm still obviously building it from the ground up so it will take years and years to make, but I'm committed, and that's at Dino Zombies Game on Twitter, where you can see art and other shiz going on. Brilliant. Okay, cool. Um, well, is there anything you want to add before we um, we go away? And who are you going to call? <laughs> so I saw a ghost, so I blast him! <laughs> <laughs> when I, I took out my that... proton pack, and I blast him! <laughs> so I, that was great when I sent you that gift where it's like, I saw a spider, so I started blasting! <laughs> He's just like <laughs> throwing a gun around on the news station. Oh, that's fucking great. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to add before we head off? No, I, I could just, I just heard snorts from under my door. My dog is like sniffing <laughs> under the door. Slimer, you mean? Slimer's behind yeah, your door. Bad. Um, so for the next episode, uh, whenever we get together to do this uh, next, I I think it should be... Well, it's my choice, isn't it? Because you chose Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, I think it should be a Christmas movie. Ooh, Christmas. Oh, I, I know a good one to recast, but you go Well, I, I bet you anything, um, we're going to probably do... Because it's November now, and we'll probably at least do two more episodes of this before Christmas, this show, maybe more. So I bet you anything we'll have more than one Christmas movie. There's no way that I'm going to do one Christmas movie and you're going to be You know I'm putting my tree up today on November 10th. It's nuts. Um, So, yeah, I was thinking possibly Home Alone. Be very good. That's a great... That sounds like a really fun one to do. I think that'd be really fun. The other thing I was thinking was maybe Jingle All The Way as well, but... That would be great as well. But yeah, I'm... Home Alone... Home Alone's a definite. That's interesting casting for a modern day. It is, but there's, there's also... 
There's a few more characters in Home Alone 2 that I really would want to recast as well, but I think we're going to have to do the first well, one. Well, why don't we do Home Alone 1 and 2 combined? Let's do that. That's a great idea. because Then you've got more ca- casting choices. Yeah, because they don't change uh, actors, do they, from 1 and 2? Nope. They just add more characters. Yeah, I love that. Let's do Home Alone 1 and 2. That's a great idea. Then I we mean, can... practically, it's practically like us doing Home Alone 2 anyway, because it's all the same characters, so... That's true. Well, no, you've got Next Door Neighbor and then Creepy Park Lady. That's the only two different characters from... Because the Next Door Neighbor with the... Um, oh, the old guy. Yeah, the yeah, old guy, yeah. That. And then also you've got the Pigeon Lady. So yeah. those are the okay, two Okay, cool. Ones. Yeah, we'll combine them. Yeah. There's a madman with a gun! Stay in your rooms! <laughs> I love you! Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be interesting to cast. How are you going to replace... Tim Curry. I know. And then also people like, um, what's his it's face? Your pepperoni pizza. pizza. <laughs> Every time I eat a pizza, I'm always like, pizza. That's I know. Have a lovely day. Um, I always go, what do you want to eat for supper? I go, I fancy a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and Juice Bigelow, male gigolos in that as well. What's his face? Ron Schneider? Rob yeah, Schneider? His daughter yeah. sings the X's and O's song. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we're my going. dad's the big old doofy doo. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it here. Heard it here. Heard it here. You heard it here first. We're going to do Home Alone one and two for the next episode. All right. Mm-hmm. That's all for mm-hmm. our casting call choices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't sing it yet. Mm-hmm. That's just a preview. <laughs> Which bit of the score will I sing? <laughs> That's true. Um. Well, we'll leave it to the next episode. So uh, this has been Carson Call, and I've been Alex Robson. Well, Robson. And thank you for listening. And I don't have a witty Ghostbusters line to end with because I forgot to prepare one. Do you have anything that works with signing off for Ghostbusters? Uh, Ghost looking right at me, bro. <laughs> Not from the actual film, but okay. <laughs> well, it kind of is with he's looking right at me. All right. Thanks very much. Bye. I wanted a McDonald's breakfast, and I'm not huge on McDonald's breakfasts. I think they're kind of shit. Well, you being a vegetarian, I can understand that. To be honest with you, like, well, yeah, I just, I just get the stuff without. Like, there are like you can get porridge and a bagel and cream cheese and shit like that. But, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I guess I could eat some like egg, and they had like the wrap, the breakfast wrap. So I was like, I'll just get that without meat in it. And I said that to them, and they're like, oh, no meat? Do you want like an extra egg? I was like. Sure. <laughs> Egg me up, baby. Egg me up. And then it was so busy there that it's like, all right, park up and we'll bring you your order. I was like, okay. So we sat there for like 10 minutes. I was like, oh, I guess they're busy today. And they brought out our order. And then I opened it. She's like, oh, your porridge isn't in here. Because I, I ordered a wrap and porridge. Right. And I tried to be better. Like, I wanted something a bit naughty, but I had porridge as well. <laughs> you're going into your Cayman and Smither. We're on the wrong podcast for that one. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, I'll go get your porridge. And we're sitting there, and he's coming out and giving it to other people. And 15 minutes go past. I'm like, our food's going to be fucking cold now. And then he came out finally, and he's like, here you go. And he handed us, like, uh, bacon and egg McMuffins. And we were like, no, this is not what we ordered Mm-mm. he's like oh uh, uh okay i'll i'll go see what's going on 
So then another 15 minutes passed. Now we've been sitting there for 40 minutes. Fucking hell. And I'm like, all right, fuck this. So I just got up and I went inside and I was like, oh, I need the receipt. But the guy took our receipt. I was like, oh, <laughs> so I walked inside and I walked up and the guy was like, hi, welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? He like, <laughs> did not sound like that. <laughs> they were very cheerful today at McDonald's. Were they? Um, and I said, hey, I've been waiting outside um, for my order and it's been missing a porridge. And he walked away and me like, I'll get you a porridge. I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, look, it's it's the food's cold now. All right. Like, and I, I said it in a really nice way as well. <laughs> yeah, I so, did. So, look, the food's cold now. All right. Like, no, I didn't it. say it like that. I was like, look, just to let you know, like we've been waiting out there for 40 minutes and our food's cold. 40 so. minutes for fast food is insane. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And then um, so he's like, oh. Okay. Oh. And he's like, what's your license plate number? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Yeah, of course you don't know. Um, I was to like, be fair, when we used to I was to like, dr- what when make we- is my car? <laughs> uh, when we used to drive like, in the, the States. It's car right out there. Yeah, but when we used to drive in the States, I didn't even remember my license plate. And oh, I drove it's my something car that people are like, you don't know the fucking license plate number. I'm like, no. no. I know the make and model of your car. You should know that, but the license plate. I said it's the grey car. The grey car. What's who makes that car? VW. Good job. Okay, we're good. <laughs> um, and then uh, I was waiting there like another five minutes, and it's suddenly like I could see him whispering in the back, like porridge, no meat. It's like what's going on? And then like suddenly this other lady came up to be like, "Hi, can I help you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm being helped." It's like, "No, you're uh, you're missing an order." It's like, "Yes." And she's like, as, and I said to her, I was like, look, just we've been now we've been waiting 50 minutes. I just want my, you know, food to be hot. Can I get the order over again? She's like, sure, no problem. I was like, okay, another person's doing it. So she went off to do it. But then, like, they were like looking at the order and stuff. And they're like, and they came back like five, another five minutes. They're like, no meat, right? I was like, yeah, no meat and anything. They're like, oh, okay. So then they go back again. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. So they obviously they made the whole breakfast with meat in it, and they were like, wait, it says no meat here, and they're like, fuck. And it was pandemonium with dolls. There was a lady running around like, ketchup! Get some ketchup! I need some ketchup! <laughs> like in the back and like running around. And, uh, and then I, well, we finally got the order. But yeah, we, it, was, it took like an hour. Like I said, like before this podcast, it's like, oh, I'll be ready to go at half 11. Uh-uh. Like food was like <laughs> given to me at half 11. We pulled in at, at I was like, oh, it's like 10.25. Like, oh, breakfast is nearly over. Fucking left at 11.30. Holy shit. Just for some fucking McDonald's. But we got double breakfast, and in the end, I didn't eat the porridge because I was so full from eating two wraps. <laughs> <laughs> so the porridge is just sitting downstairs, which caused all the problems. And but look, I paid for a goddamn porridge. I want a goddamn porridge. <laughs> yeah, but that porridge, I bet you won't eat it. No, I will. Oh, you will? I went for lunch. What, are you going to heat it up in the pan or something? Just eat it cold. Oh, God, that's what, like, single men do that, like, I don't know how to buy food for myself, so I'll just eat this cold porridge because I've got nothing else besides pickles in a jar. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Look, I just ate two breakfast wraps, so I'm stuffed now. Because <laughs> all I wanted was one and a bit of porridge to be good, and now I've left eating two breakfast wraps. Are you the uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man? I uh, am. Yeah. And then Chloe's absolutely fucking done. She's She's gone to have a kip. <laughs> it's noon <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's she breakfast had, she had two she's now had two egg and cheese bagels and like all of the hash oh, browns that come shit. with it I gave her my hash browns and I had double hash browns so mate she's just like, oh my god she must be in a coma 
we both were just like, let's just fucking stuff up. And we did. And now we're both like, oh, <laughs> I regret my life. <laughs> and that oh, was my morning. Also, hash browns. Oh, my goodness. They are the best from McDonald's. Not into them. Uh, they're like fluffy, crispy pillows. They're amazing. Fucking Chloe loves loves them. I'm not into them. I, you know me. I only like potato if it's a uh, chip. Yeah, you are so fucking You can keep weird. roast potatoes. You can keep hash browns. You can keep any, like a baked potato can go fuck itself. <laughs> Just give me, give me chips, baby. Mashed potatoes, you're probably your biggest enemy. Yeah. Mashed potatoes so, are just like stewy potatoes. Oh, mashed potatoes are the fucking worst. Yeah, I'm not even a fan of mashed taters. Like when people used to mashed serve taters. When they used to serve that, like when you, especially when in the states, and we would have like a barbecue stuff or whatever, and it's like mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm like, ew, no, give me some chips. Give me some mashed potatoes and gravy. Um. All right. Anyway, shall we uh, go in and uh, get kicked off with our Ghostbusters? Ah. All right, let's do this. In three, two, one.